game week in Atlanta, which means it's time to talk all things Georgia Tech on the Coach Jeff Collins Show. Blitz off the edge, it's picked up. Sims lobs the left side of the end zone. It is caught. Touchdown, Jackets! We'll hear from Georgia Tech football head coach Jeff Collins and other members of the Georgia Tech Athletics Department as we gear up for another week of Georgia Tech football. He dives for the end zone and he gets in. Touchdown, Jackets! On the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Now here's the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. And a happy Wednesday night to you. Welcome into another edition of the Jeff Collins Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Your Yellow Jackets back at it in Coastal Division. Play this Saturday heading to Wallace Wade Stadium in Durham to take on the 3-2 and two Duke Blue Devils. Looking forward to putting Tommy Leather at 12.30 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. But before that, we've got 60 minutes of Georgia Tech football talk ahead of you. I'm Andy Dementra. Joined this hour by head coach Jeff Collins and offensive line coach Branke. Should be a fun hour of conversation with you here in the Jeff Collins Show. So without further ado, let's welcome in the man himself, Jeff Collins. Coach, how are you? Hey, Andy, good. Hey, uh, what would you uh, say to your team to kind of set the tone and the tenor for uh, for your team this week as you get ready for another division matchup against Duke? Yeah, just just learn from the things that happened on Saturday. Uh, we had played three really good weeks of football um, the right way and uh, playing with focus and playing one play at a time. Um, don't know that we did that on Saturday versus a really good pit program. Um, and if you let some things slide and, uh, you know, play outside of how we had been playing um, a really good team can hurt you and they did um, but the focus the the attitude the demeanor uh, our leadership in this program has done a really good job um, but now we got to go on the road uh, in conference in division play and uh, try to play at a really high level yeah the result was not what you wanted but it sounds like the response that you've gotten in the days since from your guys has been uh, what you were looking for though yeah, and they're, they're a resilient group. Um, it's a close group. It's a really good football team. Uh, we're a couple of plays away from being the record reflecting how good we are. Um, but they've got to do it again on Saturday on the road uh, up at Duke. Well, you did uh, witness a milestone on Saturday, and that was turned in by Jeff Sims, who threw for 359 yards, most passing yards by a Georgia Tech quarterback since George Godsey's school record, 486 versus Virginia back in November of 2001. Uh, Dave Padno this week said he only missed one read the entire game. So how did that game versus Pittsburgh, Coach, illustrate how far Jeff Sims has come along as a quarterback? Well, the, the biggest piece is the maturity that he's developed, the resiliency. Um, obviously, when you have your first two passes get intercepted, one of them for a pick six, uh, a lot of people would, would have gone into the tank, gone in the shell. Uh, Jeff did not do that. He kept coming back out, kept battling, kept fighting, uh, trusting the offense, trusting the read and uh, you know uh, making really good decisions with the football he, he's a big time player and I'm glad he's on our team and just the the growth and development uh, that we've seen as him starting every game as a true freshman to now uh, is really impressive and now we've got to do it again uh, against a defense that plays press man uh, the entire game they're going to challenge every throw they're going to challenge every route they're going to be aggressive um, and he, he's got to go out there and execute make some really good throws and really good decisions uh, he made more than his share of good decisions against Duke last year will die more into the Blue Devils a little later on this half hour 359 through the air and he did that without his top receiving target in Kyrick McGowan who was only available on an emergency basis versus Pittsburgh but did not see the field so it took a collective effort to uh, account for that absence and you certainly got results from uh, a couple of your young guys Nate McCollum had that 44 yard touchdown yep. gorgeous over the shoulder diving catch to get you on the board and Malik Rutherford in his most extended action of the season five 
five catches, 62 yards. How did those two step up in the absence of, of Kyrick on Saturday? Yeah, and first and foremost, Kyrick is a big-time player in this program. And, uh, you know, having somebody like him not in the game with the experience, the poise, the maturity, you know, obviously has this effects globally. But I thought Nate came in and did a really good job. He was a dominant player on special teams as well. I think he had one of the highest player loads on the team from our effort index and uh, just a competitor, uh, fighter, and a big-time player. The, the first play, of the, the first pass of the game that got tipped and picked, uh, Nate would still be running um, if the kid hadn't looped and gotten his hand up late. But um, really good player. And then Malik Rutherford, true freshman uh, out of South Florida. You know, he, he's going to be a big-time player in this program as well. Explosive speed, um, explosive quicks, and got tremendous hands uh, as well. So just excited to see them uh, get significant burn, and uh, that'll continue to increase as we move along. And another guy who factored into the receiving game was your running back, Jameer Gibbs. 125 receiving yards for Jameer. That was the most by a Georgia Tech running back since 1970. The same qualities that make someone a good runner in the, the conventional sense doesn't necessarily make him a great runner after catching a pass, but why is Jameer so skilled as a receiving running back. Yeah, great hands, but he's just got a great feel for the game. Uh, one of them was on a slip screen that, you know, he went for 70 or whatever, and just uh, great vision in the open field, tremendous speed, tremendous moves. Um, you know, he's he's a complete player, and uh, I'm just really glad that, that he's on our team. Uh, you know, I, when you read that stat, made me feel very old. Um, so I uh, appreciate that, Andy, because that was the year before yeah, I was I'm born. I'm here to help, yeah. Yep. Thank yep. you. Uh, and also, Jameer had that long run out of the backfield for a touchdown in the first quarter that was wiped out by a holding penalty. Maybe open for interpretation how much holding was going on in that play, but that was the same possession where Nate McCollum was on the receiving end of that dime from Jeff Sims. Right. Uh, I know you were hoping to replicate that mayhem you delivered versus North Carolina against Pittsburgh. What were your takeaways of the defense's day? Yeah, I mean, it's the second-ranked offense in all of college football. They've got a very big experience offensive line, uh, one of the top quarterbacks in the country, a, a complete receiving core, uh, tight ends that can that can catch uh, and get open. So we knew going in what a challenge it was. Um, there were some things that we let go early uh, that obviously wish we could have back, but we can't. Um, but hats off to Pitt. I mean, they've got a big-time offense. They've got uh, experience. They've got a bunch of, uh, you know, six-year uh, guys that are playing for them up front, and they're really good. And uh, we just didn't handle some things very well, but just the attitude, the demeanor from that group uh, has been really good all week. You know, I think we were arguably one of the top defenses in the league heading into the game um, and just ran up against one of the best offenses in the league, if not the best offense in the league um, on Saturday. Uh, who were some of the defensive players who graded out highly on Saturday? I know Quez Jackson had a career high in yeah. tackles. He surely wasn't the only one who, who graded out productively. Yeah, but I'd say Ace and, and uh, Jaquez, they, they're just uh, they were fighting to hold everything together. I mean, it was some adverse circumstances that we were in. Uh, a lot of them were self-imposed, uh, but just the leadership and the focus and trying to keep everything together was the thing I was most proud of Ace and Quez. And they're both really good players as well. Um, but just the, the things that they've done even since the game from a leadership perspective, uh, we haven't seen around here in a while. And I'm just excited to see how the, the resiliency of the leadership leadership and all those kind of things, uh, you know, manifest for us. Just getting started with the head coach of the Yellow Jackets, Jeff Collins.
we'll hit our first timeout. Plenty more to get to. Also, Brent Key in the second half hour on this week's edition of the Jeff Collins Show here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Hey, stranger, want us to deal you a hand? Your goat can play, too. We play Keno. Keno? That's got to be as tricky as brushing a mule's teeth. It's easy. You just pick 10 numbers, then Keno picks 20. The more you match, the more you win. Huh. And if I match all 10 of my numbers, I win... Up to 100 grand. We'll shoot fire next! What, tarnation? Don't ever say shoot fire around my goat. Win up to $100,000 every three and a half minutes. Play Keno from the Georgia Lottery. Play responsibly. And we're back with breaking news. The new Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. With an improved taste and zero calories, the new Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan. So make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes. This tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. The next generation of live event fan engagement is here. Visit ramblinrec.com slash app to download the new Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets app. Catch live stream shows, the Ramblin' Light Show, trivia polls, and more. Make sure you stop by the 404 tailgate before each Georgia Tech home football game at Bobby Dodd Stadium. Tailgate admission is free on the fun starts three hours before kickoff that features freshly grilled tailgating food to purchase, a cash bar, and lounge seating with TVs. For more info, visit ramblinrec.com. Go Jackets! The perfect tailgate. All you need are your friends and the 2021 Ford F-150. With the available Pro Power Onboard, it's like a mobile generator to power your tailgate all game long. It's this tradition of toughness and innovation that's made Ford F-Series America's best-selling truck 44 years straight and counting. Make your game day traditions bigger and better season after season. Check out the 2021 Ford F-150 at your local Ford dealer. Based on 1977 through 2020 calendar year total sales. Home. This field. This stadium. This city. It has no equal in college football. Touchdown, Jackets! When we step onto this field, we feed off of your passion. We need it because there's absolutely nothing like it. Back in the ATL. Back in the 404. Back home. Get your tickets, Georgia Tech merchandise, and everything you need to know about the 2021 season at ramblinrec.com. The legacy of Georgia Tech runs deep in the South. Dumped over the middle. Merchant makes the catch and will take it in. Scores for Georgia Tech. Touchdown, Calvin Johnson. Son of a gun. Joe will dance into the end zone. Touchdown, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech football is ready to buzz. Underneath at the five, Lurtles into the end zone. Touchdown, Jackets! Tickets for the 2021 season are now on sale. Visit ramblinrec.com. on Yellow Jackets football. It's the Coach Jeff Collins Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Coca-Cola, new look, improved taste, new Coke, zero sugar. It is the Jeff Collins Show from Legend Sports. And this Wednesday night, Andy Demetra and the head coach of your Yellow Jackets, Jeff Collins, getting you set for Georgia Tech and Duke this Saturday in Durham. And, of course, clean old-fashioned hate went on a clean old-fashioned hiatus last year. So now the longest continuously played series in Georgia Tech football history 
is Georgia Tech and Duke meeting every year since 1933, and it'll be an 89th consecutive season facing the Blue Devils this Saturday. By the way, I know you're not on Twitter much during the season. It is National Coaches Day, at least according to Twitter, so happy National Coaches Day to you, Coach. Appreciate it. Yeah, I know you're a, guy, a coach who has meant a lot to you, George O'Leary. I yes. was inducted into the Georgia Tech Athletics Hall of Fame last week, and so you had a chance to catch up with Coach O'Leary uh, before the game, and then Morgan Burnett was also inducted for football, and both of those guys have uh, played a role in your coaching journey, have they not? Yeah, absolutely, and I, it felt weird being out on the field pregame with me having the whistle and George O'Leary being there, I, I ran up to him when I saw him and deferentially started to try to hand him my whistle uh, because if I blew a whistle ever in the history of life when I was an assistant for him, it would not have been a good day. Um, but he, he was very good and he was appreciative and um, just uh, proud of me. And just I can't uh, say enough of what George O'Leary has meant to my coaching career and my life as a whole. And uh, for him to be honored that way means a lot. Um, you know, to me personally, and just thankful for him and all he's done. And then Morgan Burnett, you know, I still I re vividly remember the day that he committed to us uh, back in 2006. And just um, to see the career that he's had, we knew he was going to be a big time player, fought off a lot of people for him to choose to become a Yellow Jacket. And, uh, you know, he's made us all proud over the years. And, um, you know, with with everything that he's done here as a student athlete at Georgia Tech and then going on to represent uh, the institution in the next level at such a high level. Uh, just just so proud of him. Uh, you were the director of player personnel in 2006. So you oversaw their recruiting class that included yep. uh, Morgan Burnett. So you remember the day that he committed? Do you remember where you were when he announced? I don't remember where I was when he announced, but I remember when it happened. Uh, we were actually in the weight room uh, on a Saturday of his official visit. Roddy Jones' mom, his mom, sitting on a bench while we're doing the weight room presentation. And I saw it click um, and just the excitement. And this is where uh, he needed to be. And then uh, he told us, and I can't remember when he went public with it, but we knew that day. And just this, it was a special moment, uh, just a special group of guys that ended up winning a lot of games here. And uh, just that blueprint is the blueprint that we're putting together uh, here, just stacking big-time recruiting classes, the development under Coach Luke Corral and our assistant coaches. Uh, we're building something special. It's cool to be a part of. Well, more. Morgan has shown quite the blueprint of as a guy from just the surrounding area of Atlanta coming to Georgia Tech and having a lot of success, and that's a path that so many of your guys are hoping to walk uh, currently on the roster, one of whom is Jared Ivey. Uh, had another productive day with a sack, a QB hurry versus Pittsburgh. How have you seen Jared grow as a pass rusher since last year, and not just in the physical sense because he's tacked on 30 pounds since last <laughs> season, but how have you seen his skills become more refined at that edge rushing position? Yeah, he, he's just, uh, you know, obviously he's a big physical athletic guy, um, but just the maturity level, uh, even becoming somewhat of a leader within the within the program, um, and he just plays really, really hard. Takes coaching from Coach Coleman uh, at a high level. He's very productive. He's extremely physical now, which is a tool that he's added to his game. And uh, ju just really proud of him um, and, and the young man that he's becoming within our program. 30 pounds in the span of an offseason. Not, not just a sloppy 30, but a, a clean 30 pounds. Yep. That's that's not an easy thing to do. That takes a lot of dedication and a lot of, uh, I think, alarms in the middle of the night to, to get in more calories to, uh, to account for Jared's physical transformation. Uh, Malik Rutherford is kind of on the other end of the spectrum. I was catching up with Malik today.
and he proudly noted he has gained 15 pounds yep. uh, since he uh, arrived at Georgia Tech in the summer. Five catches, 62 yards. We talked about him in the last segment, and I'm sure he's faced skepticism, Coach, uh, about his ability to still be productive despite his size, even at a position in slot receiver that – uh, produces a lot of short, shifty playmakers. What kind of glimpses did he show Tech fans on Saturday yeah. of the skills that will make him an effective wide receiver for you in the years to come? Yeah, he, he's just a dynamic player. I mean, he's lightning in a bottle. He can he can run fast, and he can change direction uh, on a dime, um, but he's a, a ultimate competitor, plays with a chip on his shoulder, plays with an attitude. Um, I think he was a two or maybe even three-time state champion in high school, uh, so he's a winner and knows how to compete and just excited to bring more and more guys uh, like him into our program. Uh, before we close the book on Pittsburgh and turn our attention to Duke and what it'll take for a successful Saturday in Durham, I, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention 432 yards of offense against Pittsburgh. That is a season high for you. I know you're looking to clean up the third down efficiency. Is it a hard thing to kind of narrow down to you know one or two reasons because it's a different distance every time. It's a different spot in the field. It's a, a defense giving you a different look every time. So I, I know that's a piece of the puzzle you're looking to lock in come this Saturday. But is it difficult to kind of find a, a common denominator in that? Well, one of the biggest pieces that we talk about is being efficient on first and second down. So the third downs aren't even there, A, or much more manageable, B. But we've, you know, as Mike's noted a lot of times, the, the third down defenses that we've played, the red zone defenses that we played, you got to give them credit too um, but just continue to work on those things converting on money downs scoring in the red zone all of those things uh, we talk about every single day and we work on it every single day our guys understand it and uh, you know we just got to execute at a high level in those critical situations so you're coming off a season high and facing a Duke team against whom you had a season high in yards last year 532 and also a season high in points is in fact the most points Georgia Tech has ever scored in the 88-year history of the Georgia Tech Duke series. Why were you guys so efficient last year against the Blue Devils? You were really moving it up and down. Yeah, and, and every game has a life of its own. Every season has a life of its own. So we got to go up there with the right mindset, the right attitude, uh, the right execution. We, we understand that it's going to uh, not be the best weather. So that's why, you know, every day that we've had a chance to, to practice in inclement weather, we've taken advantage of it and we've used it because um, that could be the possibility on Saturday. And you've got to be able to execute, play really clean football regardless of the circumstances and uh, go up there with the right mindset, go on the road um, and play against a really good team. Uh, and a really good individual player whom you mentioned in your press conference yesterday, that's Mateo Durant, their running back. Fourth in the nation right now. He's averaging 127 rushing yards a game. You compared him to Jameer Gibbs. Yep. Uh, what invited those comparisons? I just, I mean, he wears number 21 like Jameer did last year. And the, their running style, uh, the fluidity, the uh, change of direction, they're, they're physical. Um, and I, I think that's as high of praise as I can give somebody is to compare him to Jameer. And it is, a, it is a healthy comparison. He is a really good football player. And the other kid, number seven, is really good as well. So, 
Uh, they've done a nice job. The quarterback does a really nice job getting them in the right play, executing the offense, uh, has a really strong arm, and they've got tall receivers and a big physical offensive line. They play a lot of guys uh, across that offensive front, and that you know I think they're number 12 in the country in total offense, so another uh, big challenge for our defensive uh, side of the ball. And, uh, you know, we got to go in there and make sure we understand everything they're trying to do, but play really, really fast and really, really physical against a really good offense. As dynamic as Durant is, and you said every game is its own organism, so sometimes it's hard to compare what you did last year versus an opponent to this year. But last year against the Blue Devils, you held them to 1.7 yards a carry. And I, I don't know how many Georgia Tech fans are aware. That is the lowest rush average Georgia Tech had surrendered against an ACC opponent since 2014 why was the rush defense so stout last year against the blue devils yeah i mean just the, the the guys were dialed in played very very physical lived on the other side of the line of scrimmage bunch of tackles for loss uh, i think one of the plays of the game you know i'll remember it forever is uh, jordan dominic sack caused fumble recovered fumble touchdown and i still remember Thack signaling in the play from the minus two yard line then coming out and i'm trying to stop him from calling the play and it got off anyway and I guess Andrew Thacker uh, as he oftentimes is was right with the call and uh, Jordan Dominic was a big time player made a big time play um, so just just really proud of the guys and just got to keep battling that was one of the most bizarre sequence of plays that I've ever seen in the football game because you guys had the free kick after uh, Duke recorded the safety and then they nearly got tackled in their own end zone right. we could have seen safeties on back-to-back -back plays yeah, it was I, mean, a, I would never. I don't know if that's ever happened in football. Before. Right, it was a it was a wild series of events, but had <laughs> uh, play situational football. Be ready to go. Uh, Gunnar Holmberg, give us the scouting report on him. Uh, is not just what he does as a quarterback, but the tempo which this Duke team plays. They're eighth in the nation right now in plays per game. Yeah, they play really, really fast. Um, you know, some some unique formations, and uh, they get in and out of those things very fast. A lot of motions, uh, but. He makes the whole thing run uh, really good with his legs as well can extend plays they do a lot of zone read stuff and he keeps it uh, motion backs out of the backfield and quarterback draws uh, so tremendous athlete uh, and then they bring number eight in and he, he can run it he can throw it as well uh, so we're, we're preparing for both quarterbacks to play but um, it, it's the offense as a whole they do a really nice job uh, with what they do schematically and they've got really good players as well and like you said they are in the top 12 nationally in total yards per game Georgia Tech and Duke looking for to putting total leather at 1230 this Saturday right here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. We'll take another timeout, wrap up with Jeff Collins. Brent Key is on the way as well. Don't go anywhere. It's the Jeff Collins Show right here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. If ACC football runs deep in your veins, then Sirius XM ACC Radio is where you need to be. We're talking conference and team previews, live games, news and analysis from experts like Chris Spatola, Bryant McFadden, Roddy Jones, and Tori Holt. Coaches shows, championship specials, and more. Get inside ACC football like nowhere else. Feed your fandom on the Sirius XM app. Stay up to date anywhere you go. Just download the app to start streaming. 
At Kroger, fresh groceries are our thing. So we do freshness checks on the items in your delivery order at every step of their journey from our farms to our stores. And pick and pack every blue, raz, and strawberry in your free pickup order with the utmost care. Because we believe in treating your food the same way we'd want ours to be treated. It's the golden rule, only for like fresh fruit and stuff. Order now using the mobile app. We're fresh every day, so shop anyway. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Hunk of junk, jalopy, hoopty, whatever you may call that vehicle you need to get rid of, Tommy Nova Center calls it life-changing opportunity. When you donate your vehicle to Tommy Nova Center, you donate a perfect job opportunity for people with disabilities. Tommy Novus is no fuss. We'll tow that unused car away for free while you just sit back with that warm and fuzzy feeling knowing you bettered someone's life today. And did we mention, it could also be tax deductible. Call one 866 Auto or visit TommyNovusCenter.org to find out how to turn your jalopy into jobs. It's that time of year where maybe you're tailgating or camping or just hitting the road and you need a sturdy, reliable, and compact grill that's up for the adventure. Hey guys, B. Finn here, and the Weber Traveler is the grill for you, for anyone who wants delicious grilled food away from home. With a compact design for minimal storage, the Weber Traveler easily fits in the trunk of a car and even offers a large grilling area that can deliver everything from pancakes to seared steak. And you can get yours today at your neighborhood Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful heart. Atlanta, home of cloud, home of culture, home of Georgia Tech. But it's not enough to represent a city, you have to reflect it. And our story is Atlanta's story. A place that influences and innovates. A place that doesn't wait for change, it creates it. A place of relentless drive and undeniable swagger. With a storied past and unstoppable future. That's Atlanta. That's Georgia Tech. So let others wish they were here or pretend they're from here. We are here. And when you take this celebrated program in this world-class city, you get an electricity unlike anything in college football. Welcome to Atlanta. And what's the good word? This is Georgia Tech football. Georgia Tech football continues to buzz. Now more of the Coach Jeff Collins Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. I'm Andy Demetrip. He's head coach Jeff Collins, and this is the Jeff Collins Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports, Georgia Tech, and Duke. Getting set to clash at Wallace Wade Stadium in Durham this Saturday at 1230. We'll be on the air with network pregame at 1030. Rain is in the forecast, like you had mentioned, Coach. I'm curious, in your days at Western Carolina, what was the hardest rain worst weather game that you had i imagine you know playing up in cuddlewee there was a more than a few to choose from yeah absolutely just sitting right there in those mountains you could see it coming um didn't have indoor facilities back then you just had to go out there and battle and uh play regardless of the circumstances that's what we got to get ready to do on saturday you were a ga in 01 uh when the team kicked off the season at virginia tech yep. and they had the big lightning delay 
I was the tight ends coach. Yep, yeah, I was yeah, tight ends right. coach, first year full time. And I still remember in pregame warm ups seeing Michael Vick out there getting ready to play. I'd never seen a person that fast in pregame warm ups. And uh, right as we were getting ready, as Andy Demetra says, toe meets leather, a huge lightning bolt came and struck Lee Corso's car, and the game got shut down. And I think six hours later, we finally got on the tarmac and flew back to Atlanta after the game was canceled. But that was a that was a wild series of events that day. Yeah, the sky looked purple there right before yep. the lightning flash. And, and the odd foreshadowing was, you probably don't remember this, but Michael Vick was on the cover of Sports Illustrated's College Football Preview Edition, and he was surrounded by lightning bolts, and the cover said Mystery Electricity. Yeah, he, he was. I, I mean, I will never forget that, <laughs> seeing him in pregame warm-ups and uh, being mesmerized uh, by him and, you know, the talent that they had on the field that day. Uh, Brent Key joins us in the second half hour, your assistant head coach, run game coordinator, offensive line coach. Uh, what are your best recollections of Brent Key from when you guys overlapped the end of his playing days, the beginning of your coaching career at Tech? Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, is uh, what a player he was. I think he was a four-year starter here um, and just a tough, physical, George O'Leary type of player and, uh, you know, did a great job won a ton of games together and then after he was done I got promoted to tight ends coach he was the graduate assistant and a lot of times when you're um, first year GA playing for your head coach you can do no wrong and that was the case with Brent Key his first year as a <laughs> GA so he never got in trouble I always did for him uh, during that year is he aware uh, of this? Oh, he knows okay, it good. he is well versed in it and uh, but he, he's one of my closest friends in the world uh, one of the best offensive line coaches if the not best offensive line coach in the country and uh you know just he does a great job with our guys and uh, recruiting development coaching all of those things and uh you know even though we're close friends he's a he's a valued uh assistant coach here and just so lucky he's on our staff I, I you know I I'm much more suspicious of the offensive line coach whose voice isn't going out at this point in the season and so Brent Key's raspiness is going to be a welcome sound here on yep. the show in the next half hour. All right, final minute here with Jeff Collins here. Uh, your final keys to what will be a, a successful winning Saturday at Wallace Wade Stadium against Duke. Yeah, we, we got to go up there with the right mindset, uh, be able to handle any success that we have, any adversity that we have in the same manner, stay focused one play at a time. I thought we had found that recipe for three straight weeks. We just kept battling one play at a time, one series at a time. Anything good, we celebrated together. Together. anything bad we stayed together um, and we've got to make sure we play to that formula uh, when we roll into Durham against a really good team Saturday looking forward to the Yellow Jackets heeding those words and that will cut you loose coach thanks so much for joining us thanks Andy go All Jackets right. he's head coach Jeff Collins Brent Key is on the way we'll step aside you're listening to the Jeff Collins show right here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports don't go anywhere got Brent Key coming right up home this field this stadium this city, it has no equal in college football. Touchdown, Jackets! When we step onto this field, we feed off of your passion. We need it because there's absolutely nothing like it. Back in the ATL. Oh, Back in the 404. Back home. Get your tickets, Georgia Tech merchandise, and everything you need to know about the 2021 season at RamblinRec.com. The legacy of Georgia Tech runs deep in the South. Dumped over the middle. Merchant makes the catch and will take it in. Scores for Georgia Tech. Touchdown, Calvin Johnson. That's the son of a gun. Joe will dance into the end zone. Touchdown, Georgia Tech. And 
Georgia Tech football is ready to buzz. Underneath at the five, Lurtles into the end zone. Touchdown, tickets! Tickets for the 2021 season are now on sale. Visit ramblinrec.com. on Yellow Jackets football. It's the Coach Jeff Collins Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Yellow Jacket fans, be sure to visit georgiapower.com slash community to learn new ways to stay connected. Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of Georgia Tech Athletics, Power on Georgia. So welcome you back to the Jeff Collins Show. Make sure you join us this Saturday for Tech and Duke 1230 at Wallace Wade Stadium in Durham. We'll be on the air with Network Pregame at 1030. And as promised, happy to welcome on this man, assistant head coach, run game coordinator, offensive line coach. Always enjoy this visit with him. He is Brent Key. Coach, good to talk to you. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Should we wait for your Andy Dementor impersonation now, or should we sell this a little bit and wait till later in the half hour? Yeah, we'll see if it creeps up at some point. Okay. I, I, you know, you're working on it. I think last year was more like a four and a half out of ten. You've slowly raised it to about a five. Voice of the Yellow Jackets, Andy Dementor. And we got to always talk with you earlier in the season than later, because come November, you don't have much of a voice left. So this is about the cutoff for when we can uh, visit with you without having to crank the volume levels up. Right. Well, I'm excited to be here with you guys and uh, look forward to this uh, the game this weekend and uh, look forward to this time with y'all. You know, offensive line, it's so much built on chemistry and continuity. Have you ever had to deal with so many injuries to so many different guys, and it seems so many different times is what you've had to deal with this year? You know, injuries are part of the game, um, whether somebody's, you know, truly injured and out a long time or, you know, nicks and bumps and things that, that occur. But, uh, you know, it's, it's just kind of the next man up uh, mentality, and that's why we're working here to build depth on the offensive line and, uh, you know, create a create a, a room and an environment where a lot of guys do have the ability to go on the field and play. Um, injuries are going to occur, uh, and we, we don't really look at the injuries and, and, and what's happened. We just look at the next man up and getting him prepared and uh, ready to play in the game. Collectively, how have you seen your offensive line group get better? Uh, yeah, the you know it, it, we've got a great group of guys. You know, and, and they're they're all in uh, collectively. They're all in as a as a group of linemen. You know, you know, and, and the big thing is not just knowing what to do, but how to do it, why you're doing it. Uh, the three phases of of being an offensive lineman, and uh, you know, still a work in progress. You know, moving pieces uh, around. Um, you know, really looking for that continuity that, that you strive to get on the offensive line with uh, guys playing next to each other and um, building depth with guys being able to play multiple positions, but at the same time having a, a, a secure group that uh, is, it does stay consistent with uh, the guys that are on the field to begin the game and then guys that are subbing in in different spots and situations in the game. So that's really what we're looking for right now is that, is, is that consistency and then the young guys continue to develop because you know, the, on the positive side, it's been, a, it's been an opportunity for, for a lot of young guys to, to get on the field and to get a lot of practice reps that they might not have had with the, uh, with the, the offense at this point. And it's really allowing those guys to develop and become uh, players you know, in, 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 in the near future. You've taken advantage of the transfer portal to kind of reshape your room. Do you like the blend that you have right now between guys that you plucked out of the portal who are more mature, have more experience in college football with some of the newcomers that you've recruited out of high school the last year plus, giving them the chance to learn and develop uh, and get themselves physically ready to contribute when the time comes? Yeah, and that's and that's the way college football is now. It's you know it's really no different nowadays than, than NFL free agency and uh, the difference in you know college scouting and pro scouting at that level and it's really it's in our uh in our game now and it's something that we take advantage of and 
uh, the, the big thing is, though, is picking the right guys that you do bring into your room, uh, whether it be transfers or you know high school seniors that you're bringing in. But when you're bringing in somebody that does have experience playing somewhere else, has experience starting games, um, is an older person, has been through you know some of the ups and downs and things that go along with being an offensive lineman or being a you know collegiate football player in general. It's good to bring those guys in, and they're the right guys that they can share those experiences uh, with with the younger ones. And um, you know, I think that's you know the the transfer portal transfer portal is something that's here to stay, and uh, you know it's not going anywhere. So we've got to utilize it to the best of our abilities, like everyone in the country is doing. But at the same time, make sure that's the right fit. Let's talk about the guy who recruited you to Georgia Tech, George O'Leary. We talked about him with Coach Collins earlier in the show. He was honored this past weekend as one of the newest members of the Georgia Tech Athletics Hall of Fame. Did you have a chance to catch up with Coach O'Leary this weekend? I know he was floating around uh, on the field there before the pit game. Yeah, I got a chance to see him and uh, talk to him for a little bit before the game. But, um, you know, it's good to see Coach uh, out there on the field again. And, uh, you know, a lot of memories out there uh, of him on that field. Um, but, you know, I, I do talk to him fairly regularly. Um, you, know, you know, Sunday mornings I'm pretty – Pretty, uh, pretty used to that phone ringing about seven thirty or eight o'clock on a Sunday morning after a game, and it's been that way, you know, really for the last six years since since I stopped working with, with coach. Um, you know, he'll always watch the game on Saturday and you know give his very, uh, very blunt input and feedback on what he saw. Uh, but it's very appreciative uh, that he does that, and that, that you know it's, it's a great relationship that I do have with him. And it was exciting to see him here, and uh, you know get the. Get, get the due respect and honor that he deserves. Yeah, it's neat to see the GOL pop up in your caller ID on Sunday mornings. Uh, do I have it correctly that part of your recruitment story at Georgia Tech, maybe this was on your official visit, it involved like a flannel shirt and some cowboy boots. Do I have that story kind of correct? Yeah, there's the caller ID. I like that. Yep. <laughs> I see that call log Sunday AM. Uh, but yeah, your recruitment, I heard there were some cowboy boots and a flannel shirt or something like that involved. Yeah, when I was recruited, uh, you know, I was a probably 230 pound um, offensive lineman coming out of high school and you know it's like like anybody at that time you know you're, you're trying to make yourself appear bigger than you are and uh, you know you don't realize as a 17 year old kid or you're, you know, the, the, the coaches know exactly what they're looking at and seeing but I came in and I came to the Georgia game in 1995 I believe here um, and they lost them like the last play of the game and I had on you know big baggy jeans and a you know about two or three flannel shirts tucked in and you know some big the, the old the old timberland boots and I probably had some lifts in them or something trying to make <laughs> myself appear bigger than i was and uh you know in the first time actually meeting him was after the game and if anybody knows coach o'leary knows how uh he is you know after games and you know after that game in particular against georgia and a close loss at the end and it was my first time meeting him and uh he just looked at me, uh, the coach that was recruiting me at the time, Lance Thompson, took me over to the uh, locker room where he was just walking out, and I kind of saw him face to face. And he looked at me, and all I remember him saying was, you look like a damn Russian. <laughs> and I kind of looked at him, and, and, and he just kept on walking, shook my hand, and kept on walking. And that was my first encounter with Coach O'Leary. And said I looked like a Russian, the way I was dressed in flannels and uh uh, Timberland boots, and it was probably about 65, 70 degrees that day, and I was probably looked like I was dressed for a, for the uh, like lumberjack. Yeah, or something. exactly. Yeah. So, uh, but that was my first encounter with Coach, actually meeting him face to face. And um, yeah, you probably have to know Coach O'Leary to 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 have, to have that story. Uh, really mean something to you and, and, and to, to find the humor in it. Yeah, you probably can laugh about it in hindsight, but as a kid who was hoping to get recruited by Georgia Tech, did it kind of catch you off guard, hit you sideways oh, yeah. a bit? Yeah, yeah, of course it did. I mean, it's, you know, the good thing was, you know, he, 
he wasn't much different than my high school coach was. Um, you know, just a little bit different accent. One was from up north, one's from down south. But uh, you know, both gruff, um, hard nosed, believe in the you know the fundamentals of football and creating toughness and building uh, tough football teams. You blocked for Joe Hamilton here at Georgia Tech, and Joe Ham now part of our our pregame coverage on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Statistically, if not stylistically, Georgia Tech fans want to make the comparison between Jeff Sims and Joe Hamilton, which I think is a little unfair to Jeff because of how decorated Joe was in his Georgia Tech career. But do you see any similarities in the way Jeff approaches the quarterback position to the guy that you uh, blocked for back in the day? Yeah, I think it's always hard to find similarities between two people, uh, especially at that position, because, you know, the their individual attributes and in, in, uh, are what really make quarterbacks special. It's what, you know, they do individually that does set him apart now could joe run yeah joe could run Did joe have a good arm joe had a good arm uh does jeff you know possess those same attributes and qualities yes does jeff have a you know a very charismatic personality that you know it's infectious that people want to be around yes he does and people want to play with him um so you know if you look at those things yeah it's it you could you could it'd be easy for someone to want to draw the comparisons, but at the same time, I don't think that's fair to Jeff to put that type of pressure on him and to put him in that sort of, uh, in that sort of comparison right now. Uh, you know, he, he needs to continue to grow and mature and, you know, become the great quarterback that he's going to be. And then, you know, he can write his own name. What year is this for you in coaching? It's actually year 20. Year 20. Yep. Okay. We got to get the, uh, the double X decal patch for uh, yeah. the commemorative patch for your yeah. offensive lineman uh from when you started in coaching do you find yourself now teaching more run blocking because of the evolution of offenses toward the up-tempo spread passing attack or, or has the amount of attention and tutelage that you give to run block and to pass block and does that stay pretty consistent throughout the years it does it's it's consistent it's uh, you know you, you try to find the, the the fine balance through the week of you know being 50 percent 50 percent um, run and pass. Now the evolution of the RPOs and uh, that, that have creeped into the game have kind of replaced some of the protection aspects where um, you know you're not throwing as much quick game, old school quick game as you were that you're throwing. You know the RPOs and and those are those are something that really across the country over the last five or six years that are continuing to be an evolution of how they're taught and what they do and you know and, and how. You know the quarterback's throwing the ball, but yet you're run blocking, and then you know, you know, a guy comes free of, you know, that's not involved in the run blocking scheme. Well, how do you get it protected, and what are the adjustments to it? So it's it's a lot of those things that go along with the, uh, you know, the add-on in the RPO game that that you deal with. But at the same time, it comes back down to, you know, the base fundamentals of of, of blocking, you know, run blocking and pass blocking things you have to work every day, and uh, that's the joy of being an offensive line coach is is the is the details and the preparation that that goes about. Uh, with offensive linemen and really the front in general, um, you know, as I say, the devil's in the details, and, and and that's something that we all strive to to be is is is, is great technicians and uh, you know in whatever we do, whether it's run blocking or pass blocking, and you know it's a, it's a work in progress. We're continuing to work very yeah. hard at. A lot of technique in those 300-plus pound bodies. We'll take a timeout. We'll continue the conversation with offensive line coach Brian Key. Go grab a lozenge, gargle some Listerine. He's an offensive line coach, folks, so you know that that voice is going to be a little raspy by this time in the year. What else would you expect? We'll take a timeout here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Hey, stranger, want us to deal you a hand? Your goat can play, too. We play Keno. Keno? That's got to be as tricky as brushing mule's teeth. It's easy. 
You just pick 10 numbers, then Kino picks 20. The more you match, the more you win. Huh. And if I match all 10 of my numbers, I win... Up to 100 grand. We'll shoot fire next! What, tarnation? Don't ever say shoot fire around my goat. Win up to $100,000 every three and a half minutes. Play Kino from the Georgia Lottery. Play responsibly. Today's matchup, Scan Energy partners up with Georgia Tech Football to take on your old natural gas provider. Just like how the Yellow Jackets swarm the field, Georgia residents will be eager to stiff-arm high prices and get real savings on natural gas. Visit ScanEnergy.com to take it to the house, your house. Passing up on these rates would be a complete debacle. So make a winning call and dial 877-GO-SCANA or visit ScanEnergy.com for great service and great rates this fall. Touchdown! And we're back with breaking news. The new Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. With an improved taste and zero calories, the new Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan. So make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes. This tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. Discover Dahlonega, the heart of the Georgia mountains. A top pick for any adventure, take your family on a journey into the earth and find some gold in these hills. Explore our historic downtown and choose from one of our unique restaurant options. And dubbed the Napa Valley of the South, make sure to grab a glass from one of the many award-winning wineries. Plan your fall getaway today and make sure to come to the Gold Rush Days Festival in October. Learn more and plan your trip today at Dahlonega.org. Atlanta, home of clout, home of culture, home of Georgia Tech. But it's not enough to represent a city, you have to reflect it. And our story is Atlanta's story. A place that influences and innovates. A place that doesn't wait for change, it creates it. A place of relentless drive and undeniable swagger. With a storied past and unstoppable future. That's Atlanta. That's Georgia Tech. So let others wish they were here or pretend they're from here. We are here. And when you take this celebrated program in this world-class city, you get an electricity unlike anything in college football. Welcome to Atlanta. And what's the good word? This is Georgia Tech football. source on Georgia Tech football than the head coach himself. This is the Coach Jeff Collins Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. It's Georgia Tech and Duke Saturday at Wallace Wade Stadium. Look forward to joining you 1230 Tommy Slether on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. This is the Jeff Collins Show. Andrew Demetra wrapping things up with offensive line coach Brent Key. Always enjoy hearing about uh, the technique and the cerebral aspects of the uh, offensive line position. I don't think I've ever met a laid-back offensive line coach. So what does uh, an intense offensive line coach such as yourself do to decompress? You know, when you've been around football this long, it's, it's hard to, to really get away from football, uh, you know, especially during the season. It's, it is 24-7. Um, you know, it, it's constantly 
on, on your mind. You're constantly trying to find ways to to get better and to you know what you're going to do the next day in practice and how you're going to attack the opponent and you know how you're going to you know you know what are you going to do with your players and, and and all those things. But you know when when there is downtime, uh, I, I love to cook. Uh, I love to grill. I find that hard to believe from an offensive line yeah, guy. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, you know whether it's grilling or uh, you know the big green you know the green egg, you know smoking things, Traeger uh, grills. I've got a set of cast iron that I that I work with, you know, inside and outside. Um, you know, I've got all the all the different tools and gizmos, <laughs> and uh, you know, I, it's very therapeutic for me. Uh, it's a lot of fun, um, and you know, obviously with, with, with offensive linemen, they 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 enjoy the they they enjoy to reap the benefits of it. Do you have your own special seasoning, the old uh, you know Brett Key's signature rub for your uh, no, I've got your about, meats? I do have about. 20 or 30 different rubs at the house though all the you know kind of new boutique rubs that have come out uh over the over the last you know you know couple of That's years a pretty good collection yeah okay. it, it, and everything from you know super super hot to spicy to you know you know teriyaki to you know cajun uh caribbean you name it we have it and you know every, you know especially when a group of you know 20 25 guys comes over to the house you know like offensive linemen uh you know they're gonna want different flavors of wings. They're gonna want different flavors of uh, of, of chicken. So we're gonna you know we, we try to we try to have everything that, that that might meet their meet their wants. And offensive lineman dinner that has to be some carnage. Oh my gosh! So <laughs> right before uh, right before we got started in camp, we had all the O line and quarterbacks over to the house, and they came over and I did. I started at nine o'clock the night before. How, how many guys are we talking about in total? 20 30 probably 30 plus okay. yeah 30 30 ish guys we did 30 pounds of brisket and 640 chicken wings get out yes i imagine you couldn't have ordered all 640 from one place did you have to go around town no nope. shout out buckhead uh buckhead butcher they uh <laughs> they, they 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 helped take care of us they and you kept the lights on for a month Yes. Uh, just from that order alone. No question. Yeah, was, nicely done. Hey, you got to keep those offensive linemen well fed, you know? Yeah. And the brisket was gone in roughly six minutes. I find that hard to believe. You know, and there were no wings left. It was, oh, not to mention the huge, uh, two huge, huge pans of mac and cheese and the desserts and all those things that, that we had to go along with it. But, it, you know, it was a good, it's, good, it's a good bonding time. It allows me to do something I really enjoy for the we guys. Got, we had to document this carnage sometime. We had to get the video team out there to show just how you guys can throw <laughs> down. I'm, I'm impressed. Uh, let's talk about some of your individual guys here visiting with offensive line coach Brent Key and a guy who's been very uh, much an anchor for you, left tackle, has been Devin Cochran. What have you seen out of him, and, and how has he kind of given you that steady presence protecting Jeff Sims and Jordan Yates' blind side? Yeah, you know, you know, Devin's gotten in here and, and done a, and has done a nice job of um, of learning the the system and learning the scheme, but at the same time improving himself, and that's what we're really looking for with Devin is the improvement week to week. Um, you know, the technical improvement, the the fundamentals, um, and working to improve every week. And you know, he's been a great leader for us. Um, you know, a, a good person. He's good with the young guys, kind of show them the ropes of not only just football, but also, you know, not only just football and offensive line, but also college in general. And uh, so he's been a good, you know, leader and role model for guys. But at the same time, he's working every week. He, uh, he, he's, he's a professional in that aspect of really working to improve every week and, you know, improve his craft as well as improve those around him. Uh, Kenny Cooper was not available versus Pitt, but here's a guy who it seems every time that he's out there, you know, we, we, we know about Kenny's injuries throughout his career, but it says, 
says something about that young man that he seems to have his tank on empty after every single game and will do whatever it takes to get out there and knock somebody backwards. Yeah, you know, fortunately, you know, Kenny has stayed some, you know, healthy for the most part this year. Um, and and it's allowed him to 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 improve himself, and he continued like like all of them. But he's he's continued to work really hard at being the best player he can be himself, and improving, uh, and obviously staying healthy is something that that is allowing him to continue to improve each week. And um, you know where there might be a minor setback here one week or a minor setback you know another week, uh, you know he's 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 worked through those things and um, you know continue to work to improve himself and the things he knows he's got to get better at. Uh, Mikey Minahan now a second year starting at center for it, which was a position that he, he didn't have any prior experience with before switching to the position uh, back shortly before the pandemic. It seems like the, the, the snaps out of the shotgun have been fairly consistent for Mikey. How have you seen him? Yeah, you know, uh, you, we, we spent a lot of time working on the, the exchange, which is the start of every play. Um, you know, there's still some things we got. We, we continue to work on every every single day. Um, but he has improved in that aspect. He's improved in the in, in, in his confidence of calling the calling the defense and calling the blocking schemes that we're in. Um, you know, and so I'm happy with his improvement. You know, with, with those things to just just to get the play started. So uh, spent a lot of time on that. Worked hard on that. And you know, like, like all of them, we've got you know, got things got to continue to get better at. But he's a he's a hard worker. He doesn't miss a rep. Doesn't miss a play. Um, you know, works hard in the room. Uh, when, when we're not on the field in uh, really working hard to improve the things he needs to improve on. We're talking about the blend of your transfers with your newcomers, and one of those guys you found in the portal was another Metro Atlanta guy, and Nick Penley. We've seen him slide from left tackle, uh, from left guard to right tackle. What was the raw makeup that you saw out of Nick that made you think he could be a good addition for you out of the portal this past year? You know, he's got some toughness to him. He's got size. Uh, he, he's a thick guy that uh you know can get some get, get movement at the point of attack um you know so we thought he'd be a guy that we that would really fit in especially as a young guy transferring in he's got several years here to continue to develop and and mold uh into the offensive lineman we think he can be and we think he's got a really good future in front of him you know unfortunately he's had some things you know some uh some injuries pop up here and there some nicks and some things that have uh you know kept him from you know the the entire preseason or entire spring so it's kind of slow uh, getting him truly involved and you know he's but when he has he's been able to come back out here and uh, you know you know fill in for some people at one spot when someone was down but he's got some versatility to him that, that helps obviously on the offensive line and, and people seem to forget that Jordan Williams was a 247 sports freshman All-American last year at right tackle he was thrown right into the fire and you know certainly had his moments and flashed his potential where have you seen his growth now going into his second year um, you know, really, it starts before the season. He's done a good job of, you know, control of getting his weight down where he th where we th believe is a good playing weight for him. Um, you know, he's working. It, it's it's a huge difference going from your, your, your true freshman year, your first year to that second year, because now it's not like every single day is a new day. You're not trying to find out exactly, you know, what you're supposed to do. You kind of have that down. So now you're able to focus in on some of the finer points of uh, of the play and, and, and work on, you know, some of the technical aspects that he's that he has been working on. And uh, the thing I've been proud about Jordan is, you know, he's he's really turned up the notch as far in, especially in the last several weeks of how he's practicing and, you know, practicing extremely hard. And I think it it really it. it you know, the benefits are going to continue to be shown with him um, as we continue to. Uh, you know, work through the week and, and, and put it all together on Saturdays. 
Well, I know the mantra of the offensive line. I don't know if this is a phrase that you coined, but it, it resonates throughout the offensive line room. Big people beat up small people. Mm-hmm. Look forward to you beating up some more uh, smaller people this Saturday in Durham. So, Coach, we appreciate the time. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. The stories, the scouting reports, always enjoy hearing it from offensive line coach Brent Key. Can you give us a little bit of an impression, though, before we uh, send everybody home for Saturday? Well, I'm sitting here with the voice of the Yellow Jackets, Andy Demetri. See, you put me on the spot. If I'm walking, I can't even, like, pronounce the name. My voice is r- was ragged. Wait, this this isn't as easy as it looks, ain't it, It's Parker? really uh, not. I mean, hey, hey, look, same, same here now. Same, <laughs> same here now. This is not near as easy either. All right, no but, doubt about but we, it. Hey, the good thing is we both love what we do. No question, yes. And we both enjoy our areas of expertise. Branky, once again, thanks so much. For Jeff Collins and our entire crew, I'm Andy Demetra. Once again, Georgia Tech versus Duke. We'll talk to you Saturday morning in Durham. Network airtime starting the pregame at 10.30 statewide in the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Then Sean Bedford, Wally Ballard, and I will have the call of Tommy's Leather from high above Wallace Wade Stadium at 12.30. This concludes the Jeff Collins Show right here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Home. This field. This stadium. This city. It has no equal in college football. Touchdown, Jackets! When we step onto this field, we feed off of your passion. We need it because there's absolutely nothing like it. Back in the ATM. Back in the 404. Back home. Tech returns home on Saturday, October 30th for an ACC battle with Virginia Tech. Get your tickets at ramblinrec.com. Every day. The men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, wherever the mission takes us, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for our nation, for us all. The few, the proud, the Marines. No one outfits golfers better than Edwin Watts Golf Shops. We've been fitting golfers since 1968. Utilizing cutting-edge fitting technology, we'll analyze your swing and our foresight launch monitors and fit you with the perfect club, pair of shoes, the latest golf apparel, golf balls, bags, and more. So come by today for your complete custom fitting. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee. Jeff Francoeur here. As a farmer, I know the importance of Georgia Farm Bureau's advocacy work on behalf of farmers. And as a lifelong supporter of Georgia sports, I also know the importance of being part of a team. The Georgia Farm Bureau Insurance Company is always the home team, supporting our local communities and offering affordable home, auto, and life insurance for Georgia families. Georgia Farm Bureau, always the home team. Visit Georgia Farm Bureau online at gfb.org to learn more. You've been listening to the Coach Jeff Collins Show, live on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Join us each week of the season to get the latest on Yellow Jackets football and all things Georgia Tech athletics. We'll talk to you again next week right here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network.